0: Welcome, everybody, to your all-time favorite podcast in the world, and arguably, as it has been said, the most useful podcast, which I'll subscribe to. little bias, but I'll, I'll take that superlative, <coughs> which is what I'm pretty sure it is, superlative. Uh, Persuasion School is the name of the podcast, and my name is Jake Savage. If this is your first time here, super grateful to have you joining us. You can learn a little bit more about me, if you're interested, in the bio of whatever platform that you're listening to this podcast on. But a quick snapshot that I say at the beginning of each episode is that I'm a former door-to-door salesman. I knocked on about a hundred thousand doors over the course of several years before helping to launch a sales company with some other amazing people. My job there was to build and train a team of national salespeople. And I was the president for the last three years. Excuse me and in that time we hit some fun milestones like we landed our company on the Inks list of the 500 fastest growing companies in the nation twice and they just made it again this year which is fantastic. I ended up starting my own consulting business in the beginning of this year 2021 because I wanted to work with nonprofits, wanted to work on my what I felt like was my calling, which is fighting human trafficking, fighting sex trafficking. And so now I leverage a decade and a half of direct sales experience to help nonprofit fundraising teams win bigger donations. So that's what I do now, work wise. And of course, through this podcast, we teach the masses how to get more of the things that they want in life. So if you want to be a more effective communicator, you'd like to be able to influence people to take action, to make positive change, or you want to sell more or fundraise more, get people to go on dates with you, or negotiate a raise or a promotion, or just feel more confident in your everyday conversations this is the place to come. It's the place to be. Also, fun update, man. Thank you, guys. Huge thank you to everybody that listens to this show and supports the show. We, earlier this week, made it onto the some of the top charts, Apple podcast charts around the world. We've been in the top 5% In terms of listenership for podcasts for a while now, which is awesome. But making it onto the top of Apple Podcast charts in the marketing category and business category is super exciting. We were number nine, so top 10 in Belgium, which is crazy. So shout out to all the people out there in Belgium. You guys do have my favorite beer. So I really love you. Uh Delirium in particular. I'm coming out to visit that uh brewery one day. But outside of Belgium, we were uh pretty high up on a few other places, but 30th. In the UK, pretty dang cool. And we'll get onto the US charts here soon enough. So anyways, fun times. Thank you guys for listening, supporting, telling your friends and family and loved ones and kids and babies about the show. They all need to hear it. All right, so structure of the show in terms of how we're uh, trying to become more persuasive here, more effective communicators. I'll either, on Thursdays, I'll either put together something from my own experience in the world of sales or we'll borrow something fun from the world of psychology or neuroscience or I'll interview somebody and we'll learn from them how they influence other people to take action. That's kind of standard. And then I've got a members only Q&A podcast that's available via Patreon, Patreon patreon.com. There's an app as well, but patreon.com slash persuasion school. So the members only, it's four bucks a month. You can cancel anytime. And you just ask questions and I provide a tailored answer to your specific situation. Because with this podcast here, we've got to make the answers kind of vague, right? To fit the whole population here. But through Patreon, I answer your specific questions based on your scenario. And you can also listen to the questions that other other people have asked. And I'm bringing this up because for one, obviously would want you to go subscribe, right? Uh, To help support the show and keep things going. Plus, you could cancel at any time, so pay $4 while I put so much time, love, and energy into crafting an episode just for you, and then you could cancel. If you wanted to do that, you could, but I'm bringing that up because it ties into today's episode and what we're going to focus on. I recently had a Patreon subscriber mentioned that he was going to take advantage of one of those free vacations offered by a timeshare company. So he happens to be here in the DC area and he was offered a, an essentially a free vacation. You pay up front and then you're reimbursed afterward, but a free like four day vacation to some all inclusive resort, I believe down in Orlando, I think Orlando, somewhere down in Florida. And he wanted to take advantage of the opportunity, but he did not want to buy a timeshare. So the question that he asked was, what are some tactics I can be on the lookout for while sitting on the other side of the table? All right. So the main focus here on this show, we're trying to teach people how to become more persuasive so they can get more of the things that they want in life. But there are people that are constantly trying to influence and persuade us. And I thought it was an awesome question because we haven't really talked about that perspective before. So I had fun answering it. Excuse me if I'm a little nasally. Went for a long run earlier today, and it rained a lot while I was out there, so I may have caught a cold. Hopefully not the vid, but um, anyways. So I loved the question, and I provided a handful of different things for this person to keep an eye out for. And I'm, I also, I wanted, didn't want to frame it like timeshare people are, you know, just vampires out to get you. That's not the case. There are many circumstances. Where timeshares can be good things. And I personally have uh, people in my life that own timeshares and they love it. Or maybe they don't love it. <laughs> They're just convincing themselves that they love it uh, to justify the cost. But I, I think they really do love it. So there are times when it can be good. But if, if you don't want to buy it, you don't want to succumb to the influence of other people, then there are some things to look out for. So I shared those and you can go to Patreon and listen, but we're not going to get into those. What that did was kind of get me on this kick of other fun things, especially if it's backed by science that we can keep an eye out for when it comes to us being influenced by whatever type of variables out there, whether it's another person or it's advertising messages, like what other messages and and circumstances are out there that we tend to, or what types of circumstances exist under which we succumb to influence maybe easier than others is what I'm trying to say here. And so I came across a study that I wanted to share with you guys today about conformity. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I like to pride myself on being someone who does not conform. And I have probably gone to extra lengths in my own life to make it clear that I don't conform. (laughs) which is probably something you know that I need like counseling or therapy for. But a lot of the, the habits that I've built or the actions that I've taken are total anti-conformity from eloping in another country instead of having a wedding to having tattoos to smoking cigarettes and then quitting as soon as that became cool and everyone was smoking cigarettes, like whatever it is. I like to think I don't conform, but I know I do and all of us do. And so this study that I'm going to share with you guys, found an insane amount of, or like the percentages are super high for those of us that conform, even when we think there's no way we ever would. And even in some crazy circumstances as well, where it would be so easy to not conform, yet we still do. It's, it's like this innate power that comes over us that we can't even like we're we're just no match for it. Kind of like reciprocity. There's a great episode of mine. <laughs> Sounds vain, but it's a great episode with more so a great psychological study I shared a few episodes back on the power of reciprocity. That's in the title, so you should be able to find it. But I talked about this experiment that was done by this sociologist out in Utah, and he he wanted to see how far people would go to reciprocate. So he sent out 600 Christmas cards to complete strangers. He found their names and address in uh, just a, a phone book. And out of 600 messages, he got over 200 responses. Not only was it like a card with someone saying, you know, happy holidays to you. These people, Some of these people were sending like three, four page written letters to a stranger about the house they bought, the kids graduating, you know, where they were going to college, whatever type of crap like unbelievable this power or this innate need to reciprocate. Well, conforming is no different. So let me set the scene for you guys here. Let's uh let's paint this picture. All right, so I want to picture I want us to picture going to a nice restaurant with some friends. This can be a group of coworkers, You're just friends that you hang out with, friends from church, whatever, whatever the circumstances may be, you are going out to kind of a nice restaurant to hang out. So you guys get there. Let's say there are like six to eight of you, okay? And you're all at the table and a server walks over to take some drink orders to get things started. But before the server takes the drink orders, he or she introduces a brand new special. It's like some, let's just call it a Paloma, like their own version of a Paloma with a twist, something crazy. But you're normally a vodka tonic drink or beer, just whatever, insert your drink that you like to choose that you normally would go with. And But, but this server introduces the special and makes it sound really exciting that they have their own twist on the Paloma and people are loving it. And you're the last one to go. So sure enough, your friend across the table from you says, "Mm, you know, I was going to go with this, but I'm going to try that Paloma. Then the person next to them says, you know what? I think I'll go with the Paloma as well. That sounds pretty cool. And then one at a time around the table, each person drops their original drink of choice and goes with the Paloma. And now the server is looking at you. And they ask, what would you like to drink? You were originally going to go with that vodka tonic or the beer or whatever it was, but now you've watched all these other people, especially your friends, drop their drinks and go with the Paloma. What do you do in this scenario? Actually think about it, like picture yourself right there. What would you do? Because I I bet it's different from what the studies show. All right. So maybe some of you are just saying, yeah, I'd probably go with the Paloma. Fair. But they're probably others of you that would say like, oh, no, I'm not going to conform. I'm going to stick with my drink. I'm not just going to go with the flow because everybody else does. Fine. That's where I would probably say the, same, the, probably say the same thing. But this study shows that there's a massive percentage of people that would conform. And I'm going to share the percentage after I'm done explaining the study. But right now, just take a guess. Under these type, types of circumstances, what percentage of people would you say would conform? Okay, you got that percentage in your head? Because I'm going to share it a little bit later. But also, we're just, in, in this scenario, this is nothing like the psychological study I'm about to share because this is just a simple choice between preferences. The psychological study actually measured people's answers when given an easy and true option or the option that other people were recommending that was not even near accurate. They still conformed. All right, so let me explain what it is. This actually happened a long time ago in 1951, and it was a psychologist from this school in Pennsylvania called Swarthmore College, and uh, his name was Solomon Ash. So he wanted to, he actually wanted to try to prove a previous study wrong to show that people don't conform was the intent. So what he did was he set up a lab and he would invite test subjects in that were participating in the study to come inside the room take a look at two sheets of paper with lines drawn on them and try to match the distances of the lines. And I'll explain. But the point is these people would come into a room and there would be like an empty room with a table with some other people. And they were under the impression that the five or six other people at the table were also uh, a test subject just like them. And they were all supposed to show up and answer this sort of basic question that was on these two pieces of paper. But what the test subjects didn't know was that the five or six people that were sitting at the table when they got there were planted there. So they were part of the study. So here's what it was asking You had two sheets of paper. On the left sheet in front of you on the table, there's a line drawn. On the right sheet of paper, there are three lines drawn. And underneath each line, it says A, B, and C. So line A is short. Line B is super long, and line C is a medium line. The piece of paper with the line drawn on the left was the same distance as one of the lines on the right. So again, on the right, you've got a short one, a long one, and a medium one. Well, on the left, that line that was drawn was the exact same length as the medium one, and it was indisputable. It's very clear. You can even look this up. But the, So let's say the medium one was C. Again, A is short, B is long, C is medium. Well, the line on the left sheet of paper was the same length as line C, the medium length. And if you were to go in and sit down and they were to ask you under normal circumstances, you would say the line on the left sheet of paper is the same length as line C on the right sheet of paper. And you would be done with the study. And that's what these participants thought was happening. They thought they were sitting down at a table next to five or six other people, and being asked to say what line from the right sheet is the same distance as the line on the left sheet, and everybody would give their answer. But to test conformity, Solomon Ash, the psychologist behind the study, had those five or six people planted there, and he intentionally had them all say a wrong answer, and the same answer together. And then the real teps, test subject would be the last person to give their response. So imagine you're in these, you know, this scenario and you're last to, to sit down and you look down at the sheets of paper and in your head, you think, well, clearly see, that's the same distance as the other one. But then the instructor asks the first person at the table, okay, which line do you think this is the same as, as far as the the three on the right go? And that person says, oh, definitely A. Well, now... You're probably a little bit thrown off because you're like, that person cannot see. Like clearly this line is the same length as C. No way it's A. And then the instructor marks, marks it down and asks the next person, okay, now what do you think? And that person says, yeah, you know, I, I think it's A as well. And now you're starting to wonder a little bit. And then they get to the third person. Maybe the third person says B, but the next few after that all say A. By the time the instructor gets to you or to this this test subject, what do you think that they said? Again, C is the clear, correct answer. But here's the percentage. The number, the percentage of people that would conform and give the wrong answer just to appear in line with the same group of people. Think about what percentage you had earlier when I asked you. 75%. 75%, 75% of these test subjects intentionally gave the wrong answer just to conform to the rest of the group. Now, I had said earlier that the the situation with the, you know, you going out to dinner with some friends is different because it's just preferences. You're going to change your preference and get that Paloma instead of the vodka tonic. That's still a great example of conformity that most of us would succumb to. But this, I mean, to give an answer that you know at your core is wrong, but you still give it just to conform, speaks to that power that I was talking about, like this innate need to conform, just like that innate need to reciprocate. Again, not everybody. There, again, were people that said, no, I think it's C, but 75% of people gave the wrong answer. So think about like other areas of our life where this probably happens all of the time. Well, as soon as I came across the study, it occurred to me that a great example of this is probably in the timeshare scenario, because you go through those presentations with a group of people, usually. It, you know, I had to look into a little bit because I've never participated in one, but typically it's a group activity. You're on a group tour going through. Then you have like all these different people come up and present about the benefits of getting the timeshare. And then at the very end, sometimes they would like swap out the main presenter for this unassuming person, like an elderly person just to come in and get the clothes, right? So everyone thinks, oh, there's no way this person's gonna take advantage of me. But then you're you're sitting in the room with all these other people that participated in the same timeshare presentation as you. And one by one, they start raising their hand and saying, you know what? I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. Well, what happens when it gets to you? Most of us would think, no big deal. I'm just going to say no. And some of you still would. But the point here is that that innate need to conform is much greater than most of us realize it is and probably much more greater than we've known up until now, obviously just based off of this study. So food for thought. And I want all of us to be thinking, I'm going to be thinking about it too, but all of us to be thinking about this in just our everyday scenarios, whether it's with our partner, or our family at home, or it's with our friends, like we're out to dinner, like I said, Or maybe if it's in a work scenario and everybody's voting on a direction to go, your team, whatever the circumstances might be, think about this conformity study and try to go against the grain and stick to what you know is true. I mean, if it's a preference thing and you want to try the Paloma or the vodka tonic, whatever, live a little bit, try the special. But if you know an answer to be true, think about this overwhelming need to conform Realize that other people are probably going to do the same thing, and stay true to the true answer that you know is right, because there are people out there that will try to manipulate us using this type of information and in uh, this principle. So, food for thought. Thought it was a fun um, switch up from the norm, instead of influencing other people. Things to watch out for, so that we're not manipulated by others. Hope this was helpful. I always love reading into those studies, and I'll continue to share more. As we go. All right, everybody, that wraps it up for today. couple things as we come to a close. One, if you like the show, would encourage you to rate or review the show. Only takes a second. It's good for me. It's good for my ego. Uh, but it also helps other people to hear about the show. You know, if you're somebody that typed in the search bar, like how to get a raise or whatever, and then you ended up using something from the show in order to get that raise, you can help other people get the same thing when you're ready to review the show, so that is uh is one huge help. That's the first thing. Number two, Patreon. Like I said, if you have a question that you want answered on the show, something very specific, jump on Patreon. It's four bucks a month. You can subscribe and then cancel if you want. But Patreon.com/slash persuasion school, and you can also listen to all the other questions that subscribers have asked. Three, coaching. I have listeners reach out wanting to work with me one-on-one because they are in a position where they need to craft an ultra compelling message for whatever reason. So I've worked with people from on fundraising teams, salespeople, marketing, people in beauty pageants, whatever the case may be, whatever you have coming up down the pipeline. If you want some support uh, support, and you wanna collaborate on this message, would love to do that. It's always fun to meet listeners of the show. So you can go to persuasionschoolpodcast.com and you can work with me through there. Pretty self-explanatory. You can find the button in the top right there. Lastly, I said in the very beginning, my wife and I are super passionate about fighting human trafficking, fighting sex trafficking. I've said before that if you're somebody that wants to get involved or contribute into fighting this good fight, you know, donate to an organization. But maybe you stopped because there were like so many organizations you weren't sure who to give your money to. I usually say, and I I will say this again, you can go to persuasionschoolpodcast.com and donate there. And that's a pass through. Everything that comes through there is given to our partner organizations, both here in the US and abroad. So that's still there, but I wanted to make an announcement. I think I said this on the last episode as well. Right now, the plan is for November 13th. I'm going to host a run. This run will be called the Freedom 50. I'm going to be running... 50 miles here in the DC area to try to raise funds and awareness for human trafficking and sex trafficking. And those funds will be distributed again to the partners that I'm working with now. So I mentioned earlier that I'm a consultant for nonprofits. I'm working with three different anti-trafficking groups. They have three different completely different approaches. So it's helping to cover like the different angles and the different issues and challenges that are experienced with this industry, especially when it comes to fighting it, you have to take multiple different angles. And that's what these guys are doing. So I'm going to raise as much money as I can for these three organizations. I'll provide more information as we go, but you can participate in three different ways. The first is, it's called the Freedom 50 because I'm running 50 miles, but you can invest 50 bucks into the campaign to help bring relief to these victims. And the reason that we're doing this is because I've noticed, you know, we're all having this return to freedom right now or some version of a return to freedom from last year. We're going out to restaurants. We're seeing friends and family we haven't seen in a long time. We're traveling. Some of us are traveling, depending on circumstances, of course. But there's still like an indisputable return to freedom. That being the case, these victims of trafficking will not experience the same thing. So that's that's why we wanted to do this run. So anyways, you can invest $50 into the campaign to help bring relief to the victims. Number 2 is you can run with me. You can run with me virtually wherever you are and you can do your own fundraiser and contribute. We're going to have a page where everybody can go and donate so you can spread the word yourself. You don't have to run all 50 miles obviously, just run as much as you can. But we'll be using the same hashtag and we'll try to promote this everywhere online on social media. Third, as you can run with me if you happen to be in the area. I'm going to be running on the CNO Canal. And I'm going to go out to a place called Point of Rocks, Maryland. I believe that's 48 miles away. So I'll probably run a mile the opposite direction first, and then I'll be able to to come back. So I'll go from there all the way to finishing in uh, Georgetown, D.C. So it'll be 50 miles. You're more than welcome to join me. We're going to have a lot of fun, try to raise some, some money and some awareness for the cause. So keep an eye out for that. I will make a more formal announcement on online and through social media in October, but figured I'd let you guys know now, in case you want to participate. All right, everybody. Hope you enjoy the rest of your Thursday, Friday, and your weekend. And I'll see you guys next week. Adios.